This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. The holidays are the most magical time of the year, in my opinion. And one of the many beloved holiday traditions in the Sioux Empire is Christmas at the Cathedral at the Cathedral of St. Joseph. And being joined with us right now is the director of this year's production. It's Mark Konzemius. Hey, Mark, good morning. How good morning. are you? Terrific. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is your first time on the show, and we're so great to have you, especially for the 27th annual Christmas at the Cathedral. And this year's show is called The Heavens Declare. So many wonderful memories are created through these shows. So let's start at the beginning, Mark. How did Christmas at the Cathedral start? If you can go back. 27 years or so. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've got a lot of gray hair, so I I can go way back. Uh, You know, it was really the idea of our bishop at the time, Robert Carlson. Uh, He was, I was new to the community, to the region, and he knew my wife and I spent 13 years with a nonprofit called Up With People, and it has a musical production component Mm -hmm. to it. Uh, Actually, we've done Super Bowl halftimes and all types of productions. And so he's like, Mark, let's do something that brings the community together. I'd really like to do that. And, and you know, I, knowing how much work it takes, I was dragging my feet, but finally gave in. Uh, Christmas seems like the perfect time to do it. And, you know, he actually liked to think big. So he was thinking of all the biggest venues in the region. But we settled on the, the cathedral because it, it really is a very special place. Um, Architectural Digest recently called it the most significant structure in all of yeah. South Dakota. Um, and it's got this phenomenal um, uh, sound in it. Uh, the ambiance is just phenomenal. There's an eight second delay. So when you bring certain instruments in there, like orchestral instruments, like with strings, it really uh, just the sound env- envelops you. And then we bring special lighting in. And so that's how the whole thing started. And um, one of my pet peeves is uh, when I go to a concert I really don't enjoy watching a choir get up and off a riser. Mm. I don't like, uh, you know, watching all this happening. Uh, and so I'm like, you know, let's tell a story. And the Christmas story never gets old for one, but there's so many different perspectives. Uh, when you think of uh, your traditional nativity scene, all those different characters, if you will. Yeah. Every one of them has a different experience and perspective on the Christmas story. So um, we decided let's have a theme each year, different music, and we weave that in with an actor. And while the actor is speaking, the scene is changing. So the choir is getting off around the risers and all that. And the scene is set by the time the actor is done, we're into the next music. And that music just tied the narration to the theme of the next piece that's coming up. So it's been a lot of fun over the years, and I, I would say the production gets more and more complex. Yeah. Uh, we bring in different elements every year, kind of challenging ourselves uh, through the whole thing. I, I like what you said, dragging your feet, because you knew how much work it would go into with it. So is that how you kind of got involved when everyone's like, Mark, you have to do it. Like, this is a great idea. Yeah. You would be great at it. <clears throat> well, um, I'm an g- example of the fact you don't need talent. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> to be in up with people and, and also uh, probably the least talented person involved in Christmas at the cathedral. Uh, but I do uh, have a gift, I realize, to bring people together. And we have extraordinarily talented, our music director and conductor, Dan Goler, he not only can conduct an orchestra, which takes a lot of talent, but he can arrange music and he arranges all of the music that we perform in this for the size orchestra, for the setting of the cathedral. And if we can't find a song that, to communicate the message we want, Dan can actually compose mm. a piece. It's just amazing to be able to bring ideas to him. And he goes, you know what? I'm going to write one. I'm going to write that piece. And his wife, Heidi, um, helps him. She's our concert master. She also is a composer as well. And then we have um, two really great soloists, uh, Nashville recording artists, Shelley Jennings and Carlos Santiago. And, and this year we're bringing in a professional actor, um, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Actually, um, I watched a movie that was just released. He's the lead in Bringing Back Christmas, it's called. Um, it's streaming on Amazon and mm -hmm. Apple. And, and Mark Christopher Lawrence is just a terrific character. And he's going to be our, our main one this year taking it from the perspective of the Magi. Yeah, and yeah. We're, we're definitely going to get more into the talent and who's coming into Sioux Falls and all that. But I want you to kind of go back to the first show, The Vision, because uh, you're basically starting from a blank canvas, I want to yeah, say. And yeah. you were talking about how each year there's a different theme. Well, square one, Didn't what's have the a first theme. thing? Uh, exactly. The, the first year it was, let's do a Christmas concert. And and I really have to do a shout out to Henry Charles Smith. God rest his soul. He passed away um, a few years ago. He was the music director for the South Dakota Symphony Orchestra. Because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, blank canvas, as you say, where do I start? So I called uh, the SDSO and uh, Henry Charles Smith, uh, not Catholic, but had a great love for the cathedral because of the acoustics in there. Loved to perform in there. And so I said, Henry, we got this idea. What do you think? And he said, sure, let's do it, Mark. And we did two concerts that very first year. Uh, the first half, just a bunch of nice little pieces. And then the second half was uh, highlights of the Messiah. So we did bring a choir in that first year. Yeah. And just talk about the process of creating each show. When do you start planning? Right after the last show? Yeah. Or you kind of give yourself a couple of weeks? Well, you know, the best time to think about Christmas is during Christmas. Yeah. So already there's ideas floating around and you, you see an ad, you hear a song, you, uh, you know, just something that sparks something in you. You read a reflection and you go, you know, that would make a good theme. And so you just kind of keep these ideas. Uh, within, we do take a couple weeks off. We have a creative team. I mentioned Dan Goler, mm -hmm. but also Apollonia Davalos and Joe Obermuller. Uh, they're very, very talented. Joe was the head of theater at USF. Um, now uh, he's the vice president for academic affairs there, but he brings his talent to this. And so in January, we, you know, we evaluate what didn't work well, what could we do better, and then we start banging around different theme ideas. Each month we'll meet, and um, by April we have to really start zero zeroing in on, okay, this is the theme we're going to go with this year. By May, we're pretty, we're pretty tuned in. And then in June, it needs to be written, the, all the words, and then we select the music because already in July, by the end of it, mm -hmm. uh, Dan starts arranging music. We have to, of course, get all the talent lined up and such. So it's a 12-month process. 
it literally takes you a year to plan each show. Yeah, it does. Um, you know, we're not 365 days, but yeah. you kind of need a year. You need that creative space where you come up with ideas and then you go away and you come back again and hash them out and go away again. And, and that's uh, sort of our creative process that we go through. You know, by August, um, musicians have music. Uh, the choir starts rehearsing in September. And then the soloists get all of their pieces um, by September, October. Everybody's rehearsing on their own. Mm -hmm. And the very first time we bring it all together is our dress rehearsal. Wow. First is that time. Right? Yep. And. Of course, we couldn't just settle with a dress rehearsal. We have a live audience for that dress rehearsal. It's a very special performance. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now, but it's a uh, brainchild of Jan Fetrell, who is our director of special events. Mm -hmm. um, this not only is, uh, you know, I think, you know, do yourself a favor. Christmas is so busy and hectic and all the checklists. I know oh, I have yeah. a lot of things to do. I can kind of miss it. And, and this is one of those opportunities where you can shut out all of those distractions and just really soak in God's love for you. And it's a message of love. It's a message of hope. Uh, we are never uh, in short supply, short need of hope. Uh, we, we can sometimes short supply, but there's a lot of hope and that's what Christmas is about. So um, uh, that's, that's really what we want to in, encourage people to do. But this is also a benefit, and it's uh, it, the, all the money raised, thanks to our really generous sponsors, goes to endowments for what we consider two beacons of hope in yeah. the community. One is the Cathedral of St. Joseph, ongoing care and maintenance of that, of course, lit up at night. We get notes from inmates, from people in the jail. They look out the window. It really does lift their spirits and give them hope. Um, pilots talk about their favorite runway is when they come in and you see the cathedral <laughs> on the left side, they know they're home. Um, but also the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. That's a beacon of hope for the most vulnerable. Of course, it's a, a 24 hour shelter for the homeless. And, um, and so what we, we've done through Jan's good work, School Bus Inc. donates buses. We go down and pick up guests at the Dudley House, the Banquet, St. Francis House. We have tickets uh, we bring to a few of our refugee immigrant community, you know, new members to Sioux Falls who wouldn't necessarily find themselves yeah. there. They can't afford it. So we have a pretty packed house. We even have uh, recently released inmates. Uh, we have a prison ministry, and so we invite them to come as well. Um, that, that, so there are special guests uh, for the dress rehearsal. Spazzoli's provides dinner for them. So when they get there, we give them a ticket. We want them to have all the dignity that anybody oh, sure. else would have when they come to the concert for that dress rehearsal. Absolutely. A great event all around. Again, it's Christmas at the Cathedral. We're being joined right now by director Mark Kanzemius. And does Christmas never end for you? Because you're talking about planning it yeah. in July, <clears throat> August, September, even further than that. You never get a break from the holidays. Yeah, you know, my kids are adults now, but they still joke about uh, we have, we're blessed to have a little cabin in northern Minnesota, and they nobody wants to ride with Dad to the cabin in the summer because they got to <laughs> listen to Christmas music. Uh, you know, but joking aside, you know, what, what better thing to think about than God's incarnation? You know, this is a story mm -hmm. about, you know, God who uh, isn't distant, isn't far off, isn't demanding but really became one of us in the most vulnerable way you can, which is in the form of an infant. 
Uh, and in this case, really, you know, for all practical purposes, at least for that evening, was homeless. There was no room in the inn. And uh, that's just a beautiful story. And I get to think about that year-round all the time. I, you know, I, I consider myself very blessed. It's not a burden to be thinking about Christmas year round. <laughs> I'm not thinking about decorating. I'm not thinking about my to-do list, buying gifts year round, but I, I get to think about how much God loves us. And like we've been talking about Christmas at the cathedral, it's just a wonderful t- tradition here in the Sioux Empire. And there's no better venue than having it at the Cathedral of St. Joseph's. Just talk about the wonder of the cathedral itself when the performance is happening. Yeah, what a wonderful question. I think you could take this very production, and, and like I'm, I'm a big fan of the Washington Pavilion. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful place for performances. But Christmas at the Cathedral as a production would not be the same experience in the Pavilion or any other location in the Cathedral dedicated to Joseph, who's the foster father of Jesus, and we have this beautiful three-dimensional plaster relief in what we call the apse. It's the very top front of the ceiling, and we put special lighting on it. It's a scene of the nativity. Mm -hmm. It's there every day of the year, so in a way you can experience Christmas just by going (laughs) to the cathedral every day. And and then um, with all the lighting we put in behind the columns and around uh, all this special space, yeah, with all that, you know, if it, as a matter of fact, anybody listening, um, if you haven't been in the building for whatever reason, and, and sometimes people are like, well, I'm not Catholic. Am I really welcome? You are welcome. It's always open uh, during the day. Please come. But especially at Christmas at the cathedral, uh, we think at least half of our audience members are not Catholic. Uh uh, for whatever reason, the concert gives them reason, permission. They give themselves permission to come in, and then they return. And I, I would just like to encourage anybody listening, especially if you've never been in the cathedral, come to Christmas at the cathedral. It'll be a great gift to yourself and your loved ones, and, and you'll really enjoy it. it. You know, the ceiling and, and the way it's designed, everything tells stories in there. Yep. It's the gospel stories. Again, the story of God's love for us, and it just raises your spirits. It when you're in there, it just causes you to look up and you think of God and you think of His His great love for you. And for anyone who is new to the area, it's a historic staple here in Sioux Falls. It's been a part of the community for over a hundred years now, and it's just a place of, like you said, beauty, history. Whenever I have family or friends that come visit me in Sioux Falls, I'm from the Chicagoland area. And they would always be amazed, still are amazed, that the Cathedral of St. Joseph's is in Sioux Falls. <laughs> when you yeah. think about it, because <clears throat> you come to South Dakota, and here in the middle is this amazing cathedral. And I would say that Christmas at the cathedral highlights this gem here in Sioux Falls. Yeah, the architect, Emmanuel Masqueray, is a French architect, and he designed some of the most beautiful buildings in the country uh, he did design the Cathedral of St. Paul, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful up on a top hill there in St. Paul, and the Co-Cathedral of St. Mary in Minneapolis, if, if anybody's familiar with those. And Archbishop Ireland uh, had a relationship with Bishop O'Gorman, who coaxed him to allow a man in masquerade to come over here and design this cathedral. So it, we're very, very fortunate. It's you know, sometimes well, there's all types of cathedrals. Uh, this cathedral is really bright. It's uplifting. It went through a major restoration 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Uh, it, it is worth seeing. 
uh, any time of the year, uh, even if you want to come just to appreciate the architecture. Uh, but I, I, I think um, no matter what your beliefs are, it's going to cause you to go, wow, you know, um, there's somebody, something greater than me and um, that everything's going to be okay. You know, that uh, this is about mercy and love and forgiveness. And um, every day, every moment, you know, the reason why I go to church, uh, some people feel like I'm not holy enough to go. I, I go because I'm a sinner. You know, that's where you go <clears throat> to get a reboot, to get a restart, to get a, uh, a fresh beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And when you mix in the Christmas at the cathedral with the cathedral of St. Joseph's, you just get a whole bunch of emotions, beautiful emotions, spiritual Christmas emotions, all wrapped up into one. So, Mark, let's talk about the show in itself. It's called Heavens Declare. Beautiful story. Why don't you tell us the, the background about it? Yeah, as we were thinking about the theme this year, uh, when we settled on the Magi, we thought, oh my gosh, you know, uh, they're from Persia, so they're not from that area, uh, which is Palestine. Um, they're not Jewish. They're not followers of Jesus. Of course, he wasn't born yet. Uh, and yet, <clears throat> they were learned men. They were, you know, they're um, following science. They're following and studying the stars. And they put everything on the line in their pursuit of truth. Uh, they were courageous, convicted, committed to a journey. Uh, it required sacrifice. It required a tremendous amount of patience. And just think how much trust they had to have because they didn't really know where it was going to lead them. But mm -hmm. they knew through reading, um, and they did read Jewish scripture, um, that there was a Messiah that's being the prophets were talking about. And this was the time that they knew it was going to happen. So in spite of the many dangers, when they saw the star, they followed it. And uh, not counting any of the costs going on a journey in which they didn't know where it would end. And um, But however, when the star did stop in Bethlehem, and they went into the house where Jesus was, and we think it was between, he was probably six months to 18 months old. You know, we have the wise men, the magi in our nativity scenes, but they actually came on a little bit later. Uh, and, you know, we know from scriptures, immediately they fell on their knees. They knew this was the Messiah. It still was, it had to be confusing to them, um, but they knew they didn't have to stop uh, to continue to look anymore. They knew they had found the Messiah. So they would go back to Persia, knowing they had this really life-changing experience, but still kind of baffled by it. Mm -hmm. Why a baby? Why did Herod want to kill him? And, you know, because Herod followed and killed all the firstborn males um, up to two years old. He was, uh, you know, very dangerous. Um, and But then all of a sudden, back in Persia, they start receiving word, you know, 30 years later of all of these miracles, all these things attributed to Jesus. And then they hear about his there's a reason why he came and was born. You know, he died for us. He loved us that much. And then they heard about his passion, his death, and his resurrection. And that's when it comes all together. So the first half of the concert, you're, we're going to tell the Christmas story. Um, but the second half, we're going to really learn the why behind Christmas and continue to experience that through the experience of this one magi whom I learned is called a magus. It's mm. uh, the singular for Magi, uh, which our actor Mark Christopher Lawrence plays. 
if you can just see the joy on Mark's face as he talks about this year's Christmas at the cathedral, the heavens declare, it speaks volumes. You're really excited about this show. It, uh, you know, I really am because, um, you know, I don't know about uh, you, but I, um, I'm a little bummed about the war continues in the Ukraine. And I'm really bummed about the very place where Jesus was born and lived and did his ministry and died and rose. I mean, there's terrible conflict going on there. And uh, Jesus was Jewish. And this conflict is with the Jewish nation, you know, of Israel uh, right now with Palestinian. It, it's just, it's just, you know, so sad. Um, so I get excited about this because when I get down about these things, because we've had wars for 2000 years, we've mm-hmm. had these kinds of conflicts, uh, even within our own families and my family, we've got struggles and challenges. Uh, but you know what? Uh, just like the Magi, we don't know exactly where the journey's going to take us, but we do know the outcome of our life journey. And that should give us great hope. So no matter what any of us are dealing with at any given time, that's why I have so much joy about this. And um, anybody who comes to Christmas at the Cathedral this year to Heaven's Declare uh, I, I really believe and I hope and pray that you're going to experience the same hope and excitement that this Magus experienced when it all came together and it all clicked uh, for him. And um, and the music is so uplifting. There's, I don't want to keep going. Is that right? If I just share? Well, there let is. me just do yeah. a quick little reintroduction of you really quick. The director of this year's Christmas <clears throat> at the Cathedral, Mark Enzemius, he is joining us right now. And yeah, let's just talk about the music and the amazing performance that you hinted at earlier. But let's really get into who is gracing the stage in the Sioux Empire this year. Thank you. Yeah. So Mark Christopher Lawrence, uh, best known as Big Mike uh, from mm-hmm. the sitcom Chuck. Uh, what a wonderful character. He's a stand-up comedian, <clears throat> as well as an uh, actor on many television shows and also in movies. And um, honestly, I didn't. I thought he would say no. To our great surprise, he said, yeah, I, I will come. He, mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to uh, meet him for the first time face-to-face, but we've been doing some Zoom calls and talking through the script and such. Uh, I, we wanted somebody who could really carry this character that we'd really could relate to. And there's one scene already um, I can kind of relate to even right now, but he's like, he is so discouraged. And he's like, man, I am so tired. I am, you know, deep down to my bones tired. And I'm following these stars for months. And I'm out here in the desert trying to survive on figs and camel's milk. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, and that's that's me at any given day at any, of any given moment, you know. And um, and he's trying to say, you know, where, where is this all going? I've spent my whole life searching for answers, searching for meaning, trying to make sense of this world. Um, and I just can't seem to find the truth, you know, to light the way. And in the midst of all that, then we bring in this really beautiful song called Light of the World. Um, and it's, uh, oh, the, it's, it's cool. It's, the words are, if I could just share some of the yeah. lyrics, the world waits for a miracle. The heart longs for a little bit of hope. O come, O come, Emmanuel. A child prays for peace on earth, and she's calling out from a sea of hurt. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Um, and as it carries on, then all of a sudden it's that, you know, the, the drought breaks with the tears of a mother. A baby's cry is the sound of love. Come down, come down, Emmanuel. 
and he's the song for the suffering. He's the Messiah. The Prince of Peace has come. Um, so as, as you can, I hope you can picture some of this and you're in the cathedral with all this lighting, with this great uh, actor. And then this is sung by Shelley Jennings, who she's, I think this is probably the fifth time she is, she's been with us. She's just absolutely terrific has performed with some of the best uh, uh, performers out there. And um, in fact, last year, after Christmas Cathedral, I went down to see Michael W. Smith mm-hmm. uh, at the pavilion because uh, Shelly was singing with him. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're so excited to have her back. And she's the one who's going to sing this beautiful song, Light of the World. Yeah, she's also performed with Alan Jackson, Lady A, and she even shared the stage with Brenda Lee at the Grand Ole Opry, just to name a few. And then you have another vocalist that's going to be joining her as well. Yeah, Carlos Santiago. Carlos, for the first time, performed at Christmas at the Cathedral last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were very excited to invite him back again this year. We think, um, oh my gosh, he's got great stage presence along with his incredible voice. Uh, and uh, Carlos and Shelly, you know, Christmas is really Christmas music, it's perfect time for duets. So we do quite a few duets because you think of Mary and Joseph and, and all. So they uh, will do several duets, but then they'll, they have a few different solos. Each of them will be singing. Uh, one of them at the very end of, towards the end of the concert is called It's Always Been You. So if you can imagine, as I was talking about this, you know, the Magi just struggling with, to find truth, but then they realize oh, it's always been you. I've been searching all over, but it's always been you. And um, Carlos is just fantastic. You guys are going to enjoy listening and uh, and watching him perform. Yeah, this is going to be a great show this year. Christmas at the Cathedral. We haven't even said the dates yet <clears throat> of this wonderful performance. It's going to be, I believe, December 14th through the 17th. And there are going to be multiple performances throughout those couple of days. Yeah, four days, Thursday through Sunday. And we have six concerts. Uh, <clears throat> the Cathedral is also an active parish. So in between worship services, we fit these <laughs> concerts in. Uh, there are 7.30 p.m. on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the 14th through the 17th. And then we have a 1 o'clock matinee on Saturday and a 2 o'clock matinee on Sunday. Um, we do have a beautiful tradition these 27 years of selling out the concerts, but I do want listeners to know there still are tickets available. You know, encourage you to uh, to call. It's 988-3765 is the phone number, 988-3765. You can also go online. Really, the easiest way is just Google Christmas at the Cathedral. It'll take you right to our website. Uh, the website address, though, is CCFESD. Uh, this is the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota that produces Christmas at the Cathedral, ccfesd.org. Uh, and if you're in this the region here of Sioux Falls, any Sioux Falls High V has tickets available as well. Yeah, great. Again, another great performance, Christmas at the Cathedral. That's coming really soon, December 14th through the 17th. And Mark, just to kind of wrap this up, what do you think keeps this tradition going and alive here in the Sioux Empire? The story never gets old. You know, you can never say I love you enough. I'll never get tired of it. So to experience God's love for you unconditionally and uh, and the message of hope, uh, forgiveness, of mercy, of peace on earth, uh, I think it's uh, it never gets old because of that. And to be in the cathedral at that time, you know, Christmas is a time 
uh, for the community. It's time to be together kind of as family. And we forget about our differences. We forget about all those other worries. Mm-hmm. And we get a chance just to soak in and to experience the beauty of the Christmas story. All right. Awesome. Once again, it's Mark Kanzemius, the director of Christmas at the Cathedrals. This year, it's called The Heavens Declared, December 14th through the 17th. Mark, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Great to be with you. Merry Christmas. When your child is struggling, especially in school, every aspect of your life is affected. Your job, friendships, marriage, family, and your personal life. Everything gets turned upside down. Parents have told us they're tired, drained, lifeless, and they live in a darkness every day. Learn what Breakthrough Counseling in Sioux Falls is doing to help kids 10 through 18 and their families. Once your child finds a counselor that they trust and can talk to about anything, school will get better. Their attitude and behavior will change in a positive way, and life will get better for everyone in the family. I'm Krista Winter, the clinical director at Breakthrough Counseling in Sioux Falls. We help kids who are struggling and don't want to go to counseling. Breakthrough Counseling is able to offer more services than a traditional counseling center so we can create an individual care plan that helps. Breakthrough Counseling works alongside schools and churches. You can learn more by going to BreakthroughSFC.org or call us 605-275-2280. 605-275-2280. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio Town Square Media Sioux Falls.